The new king is a U.S. Uh, the new king. <laughs> You cannot talk. One more word, and I will feed you to my children. I'm kidding, we are vegetarians. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And Di. Hello, hello, everybody. Hey, yo. Di, hello. Jeff, hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It always throws me off if you start first with that, with the greetings. Uh I'm like, oh, right. You're doing that now. I love that. Yes. it's, It's a surprise each and every time. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you? Doing well. We just cracked open this awesome bottle of Scotch whiskey. Yes. Uh, the Last of Us branded by Digital Spirits. Yes. I quite like it. Very good. It's very, very good. smooth. Very smooth. Uh, for those of you who like Scotch and or whiskey, whatever, I don't know the difference, but <laughs> we're enjoying them in our tiny, tiny PIM test kitchen mugs. Yes. That are basically shot glasses. And so we will be smoothly sipping yeah. Throughout the duration of this. So if I get episode. a little loopy by the end of this episode, <laughs> you know who to blame. Yes. <laughs> tis my fault. Tis Digital Spirit's fault. Tis The Last of Us' fault. Um, which is debuting in January. Yes. FYI. I am excited for that. Yes. But, very excited. Um, Can't wait to talk about it. Are you uh, jet lagged? You just came back from the motherland. The motherland. The Philippines. Um, A little bit. Nice. I'm a little better today. Uh-huh. I am sleeping through the night, which is unheard of because I don't do that. Really? I usually toss and turn. I I don't soundly sleep at all. And so the since I've gotten back because of the time flip and the jet lag, mm-hmm. my brain is like, it just shuts down, completely shuts down. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So I figure by tomorrow or, or the weekend or when this episode drops, I'll probably be on course again, hopefully. Which is kind of crazy because like, you know, when I came back, I like beelines and I went to go get a cold brew at Disney. Sounds about right. <laughs> nice. And I was like, ah. And so I tried to stay up as mu- as much as I could because I came home on Halloween. And then I was like, I got to stay away for the trick-or-treaters. I got to stay awake. And then um, I got exactly zero trick-or-treaters. Really? I got none. That's so sad. I have so much candy. <laughs> Well, now the candy's going to go to me. I guess so. <laughs> Please take it. Yeah. Um, didn't get any. Did you do anything fun for Halloween? Yeah. I did something with um, uh, my girlfriend's uh, like niece and Hello her Kitty. family. Huh? You were Hello Kitty. Okay. It was, I, was, it was, <laughs> I was forced onto my will. It, uh, it was forced upon you. Yeah. Literally, she was just like, just let me draw on you. And I was like, no. And she was like, just let me do it. It's fine. And so I was like. Okay. Did she pitch you that it was going to be hell? No. <laughs> she just started drawing on me. Oh. She was like, I'm just drawing this from my memory. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> and yeah, I looked in the mirror and I was a meow, hello meow. kitty. <laughs> and I was like, what the? 
like an all white face yeah. and then my dark skin complexion it's just it looks so jarry you're like the ring girl it was like it was like scary yeah um but yeah but then we went we, we took Super we cute. took her niece trick-or-treating oh nice and I what mean, was her niece i'm sorry what was her pikachu niece? oh i like that she has a pikachu hoodie so oh cute um not to go too long on a tangent but trick-or-treating is just not the same anymore man no it's no. just not like no, no. no one there's not that many group i feel like usually i'm so used to like when i was even trick-or-treating mm-hmm. back when i was younger like it was that the block was full of just kids, kids. families walking houses decorated and now yeah house of decorations and now mm-hmm. it's just the light is just on and you go up there and yeah. they give out and it's like wow if even that right like i don't know like what know, happened I, yeah like i think i'm consistently the only spot in this whole cul-de-sac yeah that does it like ever wow yeah i'm pretty sure and that's probably why we don't get anybody because none of these houses do and so it's it's like that whole thing where people drive to another neighborhood because there are neighborhoods that go all out yes and you gotta you gotta travel which is kind of crazy yeah it's it's not like it used to be yeah it's not the same anymore it's sad i know like i mean last year i got two two kids and i had a whole group of candy but they were thankfully they were Black Panther and Iron Man. And I was wow. like, take it all. Wow. <laughs> just gave, they deserve it. I, I know. I gave half one and then half they to the other. They deserve it. Yeah. It was great. Um, but yeah, it's zero this year. So I was kind of bummed. But um, yeah, I don't know. But that's why events like Oogie Boogie Bash exist. Yes. <laughs> and Halloween Horror Nights. Because <laughs> you can go out. You can do your thing. Yeah. You can still get some candy depending on where you go. So yeah. And I did all of that before I left. So not all was lost. Yeah. And I still I still believe in the nightmare before Christmas. So mm. it's still sort of Halloween for me until January 1st. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going long with this. This is great. Um yeah. Anything else before we get into the stuff? Nothing much. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I, it's been a while since I've actually shared some listener news, but I was checking our stats and a new country popped up. I thought we had them before uh-huh. and apparently not, but we have new listeners to uh, in Sweden. Whoa. So, hey, thanks, guys. I didn't look up and the uh, greeting, in, the greeting in to botch. Yeah. <laughs> I forget but, it. I don't know either. Do you know actually. it? No. no. I thought I did, yeah. but then I'm not going to even attempt to. Yeah. So, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. Thanks to all our new listeners in Sweden. Uh, oh, it's Hala. Oh. Hala. 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 Um, so yes, hello to you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to listener super fanboy guy who so graciously left us a review on Apple Podcasts with five stars, mind you. Oh! <laughs> and I needed to read this to you because I'm not sure that I actually read it to you, but maybe I, no, I don't, I don't think know. So. Um, but super fanboy guy says, what an amazing show. Jeffrey and I are awesome hosts. I have been a fan of these characters since I was a kid and I learned something new about them on each episode. Keep up the good work for exclamation marks. Four? Four. <laughs> so, I love that. Thanks. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. It's super it sweet. means a lot. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Thank you so much. And, and again, you know, like rating and reviewing goes a long way. So if you can complete that trifecta and subscribe on top of it all. Um, and now I guess we can just talk about the Marvel news. Um, Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second has been cast as Simon Williams, Wonder Man. I saw that. For the Disney plus series. That's like big news. 
right? And so that, in conjunction with potential for Vision Quest coming out. Yes, I'm saw like, that also. And, you know, and we've talked about Vision a little bit and a little bit of Wonder Man because of the Vision episode as well as the Scarlet Witch episode. Yes. I wonder if anything's going to brew. Connect. Yeah, yeah you, know, you just never know. Curious, right? And, you know, like, if they appear, if nothing else Who's going to appear in that series, you know, and who, what characters could pop up, what new characters are going to pop up. I have no, like, idea of Wonder Man, except Mm -hmm. for the brief times we talked about him on the couple episodes, Mm -hmm. but so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see, like, that come to, uh, out of fruition. Yeah. Come to fruition. Yeah. Ion, he uses ionized energy, I believe, and, uh, super strong. We'll see. Yeah. That'll be very cool. And of course, Yaya himself comes from... Many things, Candyman, Aquaman Candy. one and two. He's um, also in Ambulance, right? Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, the, the Michael yeah. Bay movie. Yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty, super good. Yeah, he's great. So that's exciting. Um, in semi-related but not related news, Jeffrey just told me before the show, Aubrey Plaza has been cast in a currently unknown role for our for Agatha Harkness, Coven of Chaos. Uh, that's exciting. Oh yeah, I <laughs> because love her. She's so great. Did you watch much of Legion at all? Much of Legion? No. Yeah, because it's an X Men based. It was like the X Men based FX show. Okay. And so Legion. Oh, okay. I remember yeah, that. I never watched it, but yes. He's the in the comics. He's the son of Professor Xavier, and so oh. yeah, and an unknown mother mostly. Um, and he has these extraordinary telepathic abilities, like unheard of like phoenix level proportions oh, okay um without needing to be imbued by some space alien <laughs> <laughs> um but aubrey plaza was also on that show and she played a character that was called the shadow king or presumed to be the shadow king who is essentially like the freddy krueger of the x-men world oh. can come into your dreams can make things happen nightmares also a lot of chaos energy Esque type stuff and oh. so possessions and stuff and so it's kind of interesting that she's now gonna jump into a role in agatha i d- doubt it's related in any way yeah like that that's a huge oh, stretch yeah, 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 like yeah. huge stretch but i'm very curious to see who and what she'll be playing um she could be a natural human who knows but yeah. she's fun as a supernatural witch <laughs> so i'm kind yeah, of hoping we'll, we will see yeah. yeah 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 i'm super stoked um and uh, yeah, more more news about all these Disney Plus series that are gonna come out in the next year or two are officially surfacing. So yes, that's it's it's go time. It's, yeah, we're getting we're getting to the end of the year. Next year is gonna be another packed year. Yeah. of Marvel stuff. Yep, yep, yep. And then of course, before all of that, Rihanna is back <laughs> with a new single for Black Panther, a red carpet goddess, and and Black Panther comes out next week. Next week. Yeah. So that's like gonna basically, we're gonna make our descent into 2023. But before before the new year, we're gonna get this Black Panther goodness, and then and we're phase gonna, five because Black Panther is the yeah, end of phase four. In, fan, in, in phase, woo, and then so the Guardians Christmas holiday special in is November, right? Technically, yeah, it's the end. It comes of, on November 22nd Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's technically the beginning of phase five. Yeah, it's That's like wild. a small little sliver of it. leeway ah! into, yeah. Uh, can't wait. Um, but yeah, so speaking of Black Panther, we have a character related to the Black Panther universe yes. for today. Um, and before that, 
Just a reminder, we are not experts. We do not claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out, sipping some scotch whiskey. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. Yes. Just, just FYI, I gave Jeffrey more than I had for myself. A lot. So that says a lot. <laughs> um, so as we cheer, uh, let us discuss yes. the one and only M'Baku. 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 He has many, many names and we'll get to know them soon enough, but... M'Baku himself, created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema, uh, first appeared in the Avengers number 62. Oh. Very long ago, cover dated March 1969. Wow. So he's been a around. A long time ago. Yeah. He's been around yeah. for a while. Um, you know, and M'Baku is, is, I mean, full-fledged honesty. I did not know much about him whatsoever before the film. Yes. Did not know him yep. at all. I've, I like looking back on it and uh, preparing for this episode. I have visually seen him, but it, the, the correlation, the connection never resonated with me. Um, you know, so this was kind of fun to kind of go back and read these classic issues and see how the, the character has kind of evolved mm-hmm. in the last few decades. Um, but before all that, um, if you're looking to own his first appearance, uh, on Shortboxed, you can get a CGC 9.0. For a cool $899. Whoa. Yeah, not too bad. That's not bad. Nope. While on eBay, you can grab a CGC 9.4 for $1,600. So almost twice as much for a 0.4 difference. Um, do with that with what you will. But the lowest, still not so bad. A CGC 5.5 for $260. Nice. eBay, a 4.5 for $144.95. <laughs> it's not bad at it's all. Bad. So if you love not this bad. character, yeah, if you love this character, if you love Black Panther, if you love Kia shoes, this is a great one to get for that price. And of course, if you want a Lucy, you can get them as low as 30 bucks a pop. No big deal. You just walk on in and yep. say, I want Avengers number 62 and you can get one. Um, so yeah, tell us tell us about your first exposure to this character. <laughs> I mean, I think like much of like the, uh, like, under or the, the secondary characters yeah. most of these i think probably the movie itself the movie, yeah. yeah 100 percent. do you remember the very first impression that you had instantaneously after meeting this character on well screen? i mean yeah because his introduction in the mcu was it was the the part of the, the jabari tribe and they were kind of like excommunicated mm-hmm. out of like the initial four or five tribes in wakanda yeah. And they kind of like did their own thing. And he challenged he challenged T'Challa for the throne mm-hmm. of Black of Black Panther. And he ultimately got his butt whooped. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and that's why Very I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, you got what you asked for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the character is pompous in the very least. Um, he's got a lot to him. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting how he very much trailblazed from that movie right we were already familiar with winston duke on a on a sort of surface level like he was emerging with us and like people were chit-chatting about him he had some other films in the can and and, you know but like i feel like for many umbaku was like why you know what i mean like people really got got into got into him as an actor because of how well he portrayed this character and how likable he made this character but of course, before all that, we have to dive down his comic book roots, which are a little bit different. Uh-huh. Um, 
he's not he's not nearly as uh, as beloved as his film counterpart. But we'll get into that shortly. Um, so so unfortunately, I don't have any trading cards of this kid. I don't have any. Okay. And I just checked my digital app. I don't believe I have any on there either. Uh-huh. So I have no like short winded paragraph for you. <laughs> But that leaves more room to actually talk about the character. Yeah. So we can just jump right into it. So in the comics, M'Baku is known as the chieftain of the Jabari clan. Yes. And so I was when I was list, when I was rewatching just the M'Baku clips from Black Panther, I was like, okay, I got to get the inflections correct because I I always want to say Jabari, Jabari. I don't know where I'm getting that from, but they say Jabari. Oh. Jabari clan. Jabari. That makes yeah. yeah. It's going to happen anyway. But yeah. <laughs> the Jabari clan. So um, in his first epi- first appearance, which I have pulled up the cover for you here. So imagine what you remember M'Baku looking like yeah. in the film. Tell me how similar that is. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, like what he was in when they meet, when the queen like meets, meets up with them mm-hmm. when they need his help. Yeah. Because Killmonger was going crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's got the, um, so like in the film, he's upon, upon his throne and he's wearing the tribal garb, but notably he has the fur of a, of a white, presumed a white gorilla or ape on his back. Yeah. Um, it's not as prominent, I think, as it is on the comics, clearly, because like in the comics, he's quite literally wearing like the skin of an ape. Yeah. He's like, like in a, a suit. He's, he's wearing it like a hoodie or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so in his first appearance, um, you know, he's, T'Challa is, he's taken some time off with the Avengers and his new crew, so to speak. Um, his new co- cohorts included Vision, Hawkeye, and the Black Knight. So it's that era of Avengers once again where the classic characters have kind of, um, you know, branched off into their other realms and other places that they're protecting and whatnot. Um, and really bringing characters like Black Panther, Panther to the forefront. Um, but, you know, when, upon returning to Wakanda, the, the ship is, um, is attacked by M'Baku's instructions. And so it's revealed that M'Baku, you know, despite knowing T'Challa since they were children, he's just using the king of Wakanda for his own purpose. You know, he's doing the whole false, like, oh yes, my king. But in in the thought bubbles, he's like, I can't wait to overthrow him. And he's like, basically he wants to just throttle everything that that T'Challa has put into into play. Um, And so, yeah, he's just using T'Challa's trust, um, you know, for his own villainous means. And he wants to rule Wakanda. And so the thing about M'Baku, which I, you know, it's so funny because I've seen Black Panther like God, like at least ten times, at mm-hmm. least ten times. Yeah, and it didn't resonate with me nearly as much as it did going back and reading the source material. That Mbaku and his tribe are not only like ostracized in a way, away from the rest of modern technology Wakanda, mm-hmm. but they don't they don't embrace the technology part. Like he even says it in the film. And I was like, wow, I didn't really even think about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And um, he says on one part, he says something like, he's like, oh, you know, where you've abandoned the the traditions of tribes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's very much how the comic book version 
resonates. He he wants to revert things back to the way, quote unquote, they w- used to used be. Used to, okay. He's very much a traditionalist. He doesn't like the technology. He doesn't like all of these um, so-called westernized practices. And so um, he just wants to revert Wakanda to a primal state, to a very, you know, like, uh, you know, animalistic sort of wild way. Um, and so he has this, this, <laughs> this hype man who at first glance, he looks like he's just a, like, you know, he's kind of like in the background. Mbaku is, you know, drawn quite large. So you never quite, you never quite realize that this guy, his name is Ngamo. Uh-huh. He is a dwarf. Oh. <laughs> so he's got a dwarf hype man. <laughs> it's like that always says, yes, and yes, it's a good idea. And so yeah, here's a screenshot. Ngamo is right here. Yeah. And so even here, right, you see like the mass that is Mbaku and how he is with other men. But then you see Ngamo and he's like on the side. He looks normal in this picture, but in other pictures, like he's a dwarf. He's a legitimate God. Um, wow. Yeah. And so uh, he plots with Ngamo uh, uh, to, to drug the Avengers while they're visiting. And then, you know, they take them hostage, essentially. And so he he then fights T'Challa. He... He appears in, you know, the the forbidden guise of the white gorilla, which is what is shown on the cover, as well as in the issue itself. And so here's a panel for you. And so, yeah, T'Challa, upon seeing it for the first time, it's like a it's heralded as this very almost taboo like thing, you know? Yeah. Because in a nutshell, all the all the tribes of Wakanda um, pray to Bast. The, mm-hmm. the the panther god right yes the ja- jabari are the only ones who pray to a different animal god which is the white gorilla Goril- oh okay and so you know it startles it startles t'challa he's like oh what are you doing and he's like no you know you're the one that said it's bad but we choose to, to we choose this path for ourselves and so it's implied within this issue as well as the subsequent issues that Mbaku's power and strength, you know how like with with the, the Golden Tribe and the, their other tribes, they take the plant, right? The, yeah. The thing. The, the heart. The shape. heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they, what do you call it? <laughs> kind of like mash it up. They mash yeah, it in yeah, that yeah. thing. Um, and then they, they drink the essence of the flower. Um, it's implied that, you know, Mbaku's power and strength is derived from the flesh and the blood of that white gorilla. So he very much hunted this wild animal, ate its flesh and heart and all that good stuff, and then wore its skin as his uniform. Um, and so it's a, it's a counterpart of the panthers and and the bost followers and and their herb. Um, and then yeah, it's in this very panel that he reveals his name. He is no longer just Mbaku, but he is the man ape. Mm. So. In the books, he was introduced as the man ape. It's it's changed over time. It is you know there was some discussion that um, this concept of of you know an African American man as an ape, not politically correct whatsoever. There are some things that I wanted uh, to show you. Yeah, there's some there's some panels in there that I'm just like, whoa, how did they get away with this? Because <laughs> a lot of it is very touchy, but. Thankfully, they've they've upgraded the character to a more reasonable name. They even use it in the film, and they call him the Great Gorilla. Mm. So it's not as like I don't know, abrasive or just sure, yeah, demeaning. Yeah, yeah as as man ape might come off. Um, 
And yeah, very much like the film, M'Baku seeks to prove that T'Challa is not nearly as powerful as as the people of Wakanda perceive, prince or not, um, also suggesting his time with those of other lands has softened him. So he he just, you know, he criticizes what he's learned from the Avengers and the Westerners, as, as you would say. And uh, and yeah, he challenges him to to a fight, not unlike the one that we see on the sh- on the screen. Oh, really? Very, very similar in many ways. The the locality and the location of it, and and the scene itself is is a bit different. Um, it's like in the you know how you know how in the end of Black Panther where he's fighting Killmonger. Yeah. And it's like on the tracks and stuff. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. It's a lot like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's it's on the technology trenches that you know that T'Challa and Shuri have have created, and it's a similar situation. They're fighting, they're duking it out. T'Challa's losing for a bit. It comes to the very last second, and Mbaku is like hanging by a thread, and T'Challa does the good thing and he saves him. Wow. And then the thing is, is that Mbaku's like, ah, and he like runs off and he's like, I'll get you another day. <laughs> he's like, not like, even ah, nice. Like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> exactly. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to kill you another time. Um, so it's not nearly as, as, you know, ritualistic or, or even as graceful as it is in the film. You know, like I've, I turned that thing on and that was like legitimately the, what the first scene, because that's the first scene that we see Mbaku um, arrive in the MCU, who of course portrayed by Winston Duke. Um, that's the very first scene that we're introduced to that character. And I immediately started crying. Immediately wow. started crying. I like, I, <laughs> I had to sit there and I was like, was I secretly in love with Chadwick Boseman like all this time? And I adore him. Like, and I adore that movie. Like truly is yeah, top three for me. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot too. Even it's like so when I first good. watched it, I was like, this is. Oh, it's incredible. And I think also I just never expected to love it as much as I, I do. Yeah. Right? I just thought, okay, cool. This is amazing. Great representation. It looks like a great film, but then actually really like revisiting it and watching it is is totally flawless and so it's it's really sad that we don't get chadwick in another film but um but yeah so speaking of the film uh you know mbaku first seen in black panther directed by ryan coogler music by ludwig goranson he is a goat. Oh, he's so <laughs> yeah. good, man. One of my favorites. Yeah, he's fantastic. One of if you're not familiar with Ludwig, he's like very he's, he's like doing anything and everything. Everything. Now. Mandalorian. I think, I think he's trained under he was mentored under Hans Zimmer. That explains so much. Yeah. And he's so young. Yes. Which is also in it's incredible because, you know, many of these famous composers are not only male, but they they tend to skew a lot older. Um, just even historically, but Ludwig is like, I don't know, 30s, maybe? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's so crazy. And he's so talented. So truly, so talented. Um, love what he's done with this film. And I can't wait to hear what he's created for Wakanda Forever. But yeah, we last saw Mbaku in Avengers Endgame. And we will see him in Wakanda Forever, speaking of. And we, we touched a little bit on this character in episode eight, which is our Black Panther episode. Can you imagine? That's crazy. We covered T'Challa episode eight that's crazy and we're on 41 covering mbaku it's so insane that's wild and so simply said in the film he is the leader of the jabari tribe within the nation of wakanda regarded as the great gorilla simple as that yeah love him thought he was great he's great winston duke is great and then like after seeing him like in interviews and stuff yeah you just kind of like you know you, you fall for like 
the actor and because mm-hmm. the, and then they play the character so well and you just you create that much more of an attachment yeah to that character it's it also feels like one of those instances where it was almost not intended to go much further mm-hmm. than perhaps this first movie and maybe some cameos in the second movie or whatever yeah but because he was so well received and yeah. because he played him so well they were like we gotta we gotta expand it and I don't know who else has been like that. There are many people in the MCU that have had that kind of effect with their characters. Yeah. I can't think of it right off the bat. I'm blaming the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I get it though. Right? No, but it's But you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's so good. He's such a great actor and he brings a presence as that character so well and so believable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw like in like the trailers, he was very prominent, like um, and so he's great. I think he's going to kill it yeah. in this new one. Do you think he has a bigger role? I would say so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because um, there is one scene in the in the trailer where he he like goes and tries to attack Namor. Mm. And so it's like, okay, something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to die, but he I mean, like, die. I feel like he's going to, I feel like, yeah, he's going to play a, a pretty pivotal yeah. role. Oh, like, that's not gravy. Lupita Nyong'o, the Dora Milaje. Yeah. You know, so. Oof. Oof. So good. Love him. Can't wait for more. Um, so I kind of jumped into powers uh, because, you know, it's not it's nothing to it's not like other characters. Right. He's just very straight to the point. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. Powers include the following. Thanks to the magical ritual of transference with yeah. a sacred white gorilla. He's got superhuman strength, stamina, agility and durability capable of lifting 10 tons. What the hell? <laughs> Where does that put him? I didn't write this down. I'm just asking well, you off, off the cuff. Well, well, Cap can only lift one, a ton. right? Yeah. Or was Spidey? He was. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Cap was only a ton. Okay. Um, Miss Marvel was like seventy-five. It was a lot. Seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. she was a lot. And well, who was the other one? Spidey, Where? I think, was ten. Ten. Oh, ten. And what was the other one that does Hulk. like forty? Hulk. I think it was Hulk. Is it Hulk? It might have been Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's 10. That's <laughs> He can hold 10 cars. And he doesn't even have like and he doesn't have actual, a serum like, or something. No, it's just because he consumed that white gorilla. Oh, that. In the book. That, yeah. In, in the yes, book. Yes, 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 but yes. But it's still believable. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. You know? Yeah. Because again, we've not, we've only been introduced to M'Baku in the films, like in so many ways, yes. right? We don't know anything about him just yet. Yeah. At least as far as the white gorilla stuff goes. So, huh. We'll see how it is. Yeah. Once yeah. Wakanda Forever comes out. Yeah. And so, you know, like while the in the MCU, it doesn't appear that he has power transmission, the same as the books. Um, the film, M'Baku is a master combatant. He has club mastery, expert tactician, multilingualism. So... I thought this was interesting because it's not something that I necessarily thought of, right? When you think about the languages and, and uh, you know, the nuances of the people of Africa, um, M'Baku is special in that he doesn't only speak Kosa, which is yes. what, what the T'Challa, dialect. the dialect yeah, yeah. That, that, that the tribes usually speak. Yeah. But his, prom- his first language, dialect, if you will, is Igbo which is a real language prominently used by Nigerians. Okay. And so it's a little different than the default of Kosa, which is the used by the Nguni people of Zimbabwe. Okay. And then he speaks English on top of that. 
Ah. So he's familiar with all the tribal dialects yeah. as well as English. English. <laughs> he's just smoking us. <laughs> so give it up to Mbaku, multilingualist extraordinaire. Um, and yeah, from there, I just kind of wanted to talk about aesthetic a bit. Um, you know, and so like I've mentioned, he's he's got the literal fur and the skin of this white gorilla um, that was once forbidden by the followers of Bast. So there's kind of this, again, this taboo on the worship of the gorilla when it comes to the tribes. And and Bast is the the overarching, like, you know, semblance of God, if you will. Um, and so in the comics, it's very simple. He's wearing, like you said, a white gorilla hoodie. Yeah, ba- yeah basically. <laughs> With like a magneto, magneto pouch belt and a red skirt. Uh, of sorts kilt maybe with white um fur boots and so um yeah sometimes they even draw him in green like a it's almost like a green variation here it is here it's a different colorist too it's much later oh wow so yeah it's it resonates quite differently right yeah oh with that yeah yeah you see red and purple it's one thing and then the green it's another um but yeah and you know for color meanings it's interesting that they chose these particular colors because with the white, you could basically go anywhere. But so white in negative sense, which I found more, I guess, fitting for M'Baku, it renders unfriendliness, emptiness, and coldness, which is interesting because in the films, the, the Jabari tribe do, do reside in the mountains away from everybody else. They, uh-huh. they reside in snow and ice and whatnot. And then, you know, when it comes to the bottom portion of his outfit, red equates sacrifice, danger, and courage. That tracks. Um, Purple represents royalty, power, and ambition. That also tracks. Whereas the variation of the green, um, that's inspired by life renewal and energy. So I kind of feel like Mbaku is more of the red and purple nature, but, you know. This is also a dated version of him. So, <laughs> um, while on the film side, shout out to Black Panther movie costume designer Ruth E. Carter, who handled the work on both of the films. Um, yeah, in, in the MCU, he's aesthetically super duper different from his comic book counterpart. Um, but yet again, he, it's like a more modernized, more realistic, more authentic representation of what African tribes could look like in that environment Mm -hmm. and so like you pointed out the fur on his back um yeah far less literal far more tribal um and it looks like many seen in historical anthropology i mean i i kind of love his outfit i think that's what kind of makes him stand out too um because you know like again we're introduced to all these tribes um and they have they very clearly have these differences in in terms of color and the way that they're they're accented with the accessories and all that good stuff, and there's something about the Jabari in particular, yeah, that I think is really cool. <laughs> yeah, like they're very, like when they were like kind of like outcasted, and then they come in to that first fight and yeah. everything. It's like you can tell like they're just built different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As that's the a great kids thing. would say, yeah, they're built different. <laughs> yeah, absolute units. <laughs> um. So from there, we'll go and uh, go ahead and talk about notable adversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want to get too deep into this because, you know, like <laughs> he's he's one of those he's one of those rogues gallery people, villains who yeah. just really focus on the one hero. 
yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah especially even in the film like it's even in the films like i feel like you almost can't even designate him as like a villain yeah it's like he challenged the throne yeah he lost and then he was like all right screw it i'm not i'm not talking i'm not i'm not talking to you guys anymore (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so like on the comic book side of things, while M'Baku generally goes after anyone affiliated with T'Challa, he he then he once met his fate at the hands of a character named Morlun. 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 I'm not sure how people say it. I say Morlun. Um, and he's known as the Totem Devourer. Nice. Did I ever tell you about Morlun? I don't think so, no. I probably mentioned a tiny, tiny bit. But Morlun emerged during the pages of to the edge of the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Oh. He was the one that was like basically killing all the Spider-Men oh. for their their spider totems. So he would like, uh, he's like a vampire. Yeah. Okay. He would devour the spider totem essence spirit thing that most of the Peter Parkers and whatnots were, were imbued with during their time as Spider-Man. And so he went toe-to-toe with M'Baku once, killed him. Oh. And then he absorbed the white gorilla totem oh yeah so it's pretty interesting um but uh but yeah i mean aside aside that it's really just about t'challa especially in the comics because he's very you know fairly it's a fairly recurring thing like if t'challa is in the picture mbaku is right there somewhere he's (laughs) somewhere coming after him um especially during his tenure with the with the the avengers you know and so they all got looped in by by proxy so it's like well he's going after t'challa well i guess he's going after all of us and so that's why you know characters like vision and black Black Knight and you know Scarlet Witch and and whatnot they all get kind of looped into this chaos um, against this this man ape, and so you know like I said you know he's a pr- practitioner of traditional values of the Wakandan tribes, yes. and so um, he's against the advancements of the technology of what could be perceived as embracing Westernization, yes. um, and this immediately puts the royal family in his crosshairs. He's but it's so much more severe in the books. Because he really? like straight out wants to kill them. He wants oh. to kill them. How dare you guys advance with the world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh, you have to practice the tradition of these tribes. And and so not only does he dislike the worship of Bast, but he's also against, yeah, modernization, against technology, against all these advancements, despite knowing what vibranium could do for How dare you use the most versatile metal on Earth? <laughs> ah. ah. Yeah, exactly. Um... Whereas in the film, you know, you know, he he's against T'Challa, portrayed by the late and great Chadwick Boseman, um, and again, he you know he appears during the coronation of Prince T'Challa as, as he's trying to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and then we don't see after that scene, we you know I mean first we're introduced to that awesome white gorilla mask, yes, which is quite terrifying daunting it's very daunting sure. yeah and then um the procession that they even make coming in and the it's very like it's very uh like distinctly different from yeah. like when when t'challa was introduced it's yeah. like oh you can tell like this like this tribe yeah you know was excommunicated because they're just so more, much more aggressive not in like that's why they were excommunicated but like like their their stature like the, the way their attitude is mm-hmm. is you can tell it's totally different than the other tribes that stayed yeah. in um in what in the base of Wakanda, of Wakanda I guess. yes yeah. yeah yeah 
I mean, yeah, and it's interesting, right? It's an interesting thought that okay, so they've they've come all the way down, yeah, from the mountain much. to pretty the riverfront, right? And then so it's a big deal because it's implied that they haven't seen them for years, yes, right? And so not only that, but you know, like yeah, they they, they have the specific flavor to them, and so while you, we are introduced to all of these other tribes, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. I wanted to identify each and every tribe and kind of um, riff off on them for a bit. But but you kind of get the sense that because they're away from, from these other people, they had to fend for themselves. They had to figure out all the stuff by themselves because they don't have merchants. They don't have the river people hunting. They don't have the border tribe to you know, herd cattle for them. You know, they had to do all that themselves. And so that kind of builds that sort of resentment in their, in their spirit and how they, how they get along with those other tribes, which I think is a very interesting thing. You don't really think about it until you're like, you really dig deep into it. You really, yeah. You really give it some thought and be like, yeah. So imagine that in the film, you know, because again, they don't, they don't say specifically how many years, but imagine that, they hadn't seen one another for at least a decade, maybe two decades. Yeah. Maybe the last time they saw each other, they were all children. Yeah. And so it makes it makes that first impression of them coming through the tunnel, like it's just pitch just black interrupting, darkness. Just yeah. interrupting this ceremony. <laughs> With the echo and then yeah. like the way that they are painted white to yeah. represent the gorilla is so like... It's so dope. Like in rewatching it, I was like, man. Yeah. They were. It is. It was really. I was like. I was like. Ooh. Yeah. Because like, I was like, oh, and Baku yeah. is a big boy compared big to T'Challa. I was <laughs> like, like, dang, what, six, like seven. How I know. Tall is he? I, I was like, I know. Like superhero movies, you know the 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 hero obviously doesn't really like lose or die. Yeah. Um, and then you're like. Uh, is, he, is he gonna like is he gonna lose here in the first yeah. 20 minutes of this movie winston duke by the way is six foot five oh, i'm jealous dude <laughs> <laughs> he's a literal foot and three inches taller than i am two inches taller than i am he is that's i'm five ten tall. so yeah he is he's half a foot taller than you crazy you say half a foot it sounds so much larger than it might be yeah. but that's crazy yeah he's a big boy but uh Love him. No, he's um, great. And then, yeah. yeah, like you said, you don't. We don't run into him. Yeah. Until until the, the third um, the yeah. third act of the movie mm-hmm. when T'Challa is quote unquote beaten mm-hmm. and he loses out that honorary battle to uh, to kill Monger. Right. Um, and they're kind of and the queen and um, um, Shuri and Shuri keep forget I keep forgetting <laughs> like their act their their character. Say her name. I know. <laughs> So Sherry and the Queen, like yeah. they've kind of were like excommunicated, and yeah. they have to resort to going to Mbaku and yeah. be like, "Can you help?" Yeah, and, us? and he's yeah, like too, taking yeah. it all in. He's yeah. like the Queen of Wakanda, yeah, coming Ramonda. to me, yeah, for help. And it was just like, yeah, was- even the way he says her, her like the the way he carries his voice, even it's like pompous as it is amusing, yes, as it is like legitimately strong yes he has the presence right yes um yeah and then the next one the next time we see him after that scene after that very crucial scene where he refuses to help at all um yeah he helps in the the battle the jabari help reinforce yeah. yeah against killmonger and the turn tribesmen which i thought was also very 
I mean, that was that was so cool because like yeah you're really like wondering like ah uh, like, what's gonna happen they're, here they're gonna like, get messed up like, yeah. like, like Killmonger is like yeah. insane he's, dude yeah he's I was chaotic. like dang Michael B Jordan is like oh he was so killing good, this <laughs> so good yeah that's the I was crazy like thing. damn he might lose he man. might actually lose yeah right and little did we know that like you know Thanos would really really bring that sentiment home but whew, yeah Killmonger was like and also. He kind of paved the way for the Thanos effect. Like he wasn't wrong. Yes, per he is se. one of the few villains where I'm like, yeah, he well, is right. can you blame the guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you can't really hate him for it, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the last time that we saw Mbaku, and and even then, like again, he's not necessarily a villain, right? He's fighting the good fight with the good characters, and and just trying to to be better for their people. Um, which I, I love about him. And so, yeah, you know, other than that, I, I guess his adversary would be easily said to be Killmonger and any future MCU threats that we do not yet know about aside Namor. Um, uh, but one thing is clear, the Jabari take a more civilized supporting role in the MCU compared to their comic book counterparts. So that's huge stark contrast, right? That's a stark contrast mm -hmm. right there. Because even, you know, toward these modern books, Mbaku is still very much, quote unquote, a bad guy. Um, and so I wanted to show you very quickly, there was a title called uh, Villains for Hire, which mm -hmm. was kind of a playoff of Heroes for Hire, which is Defenders, right? Got it, okay. And so for in Villains for Hire, um, it was the Purple Man versus Misty Knight, and they both had their own teams of quote unquote villains, right? Uh -huh. And so Mbaku uh, was on a team with um, Crossfire, Nightshade, Speed Demon, Monster, and my favorite, <laughs> Stiltman. Uh, still <laughs> So imagine if you will. <laughs> Jeff is still still Jeff's man. soul has left did, did his we, did, body. <laughs> did we bring it? Did we, did we bring this up in She Hulk? Yes. Did we? Did it? Yeah. Stilt man. And you were so oh, <laughs> so close. I texted so close. For you guys who didn't listen to the She Hulk episode, there was like <laughs> <laughs> real quick. There was a I think an article with one of the writers, um, or producers of She Hulk, and they said, "Oh yeah, we were super close to." to bring in Stiltman and God. Die, if you guys have listened to the episodes, Die has been standing for Stiltman <laughs> for the long, for, for like, ever since the first episode of, uh, of She-Hulk. But, but like also <laughs> in the sh in our show, I've been waiting for yes. Stiltman since like She's episode like, I just two. I just, just want to see Stiltman. I just want to see Stiltman. Just want to see Stiltman. Like we got, we got the, we got the Frogman. We got, you know. <laughs> we got Frogman. We got Leapfrog. Leapfrog. Leapfrog, sorry. Leapfrog. Yeah. We got Porcupine. Yeah. Elongular. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and yet. And then I said, Die that tweet with God. the article, and she was just like, and then I was just like, they almost had your man's almost, almost. God, it's so stupid. Almost. <laughs> uh, and I made a joke that whatever, whatever, sto whatever storylines Die wants, Marvel's always like, oh yeah, that's a good one, but no. Yeah, so I'm like, I have to reverse effect it, right? I have to be like, I don't want Silt Man. I don't want Winter like she Widow. Could, she that's could, silly. She, she couldn't get her her Natasha's My Winter Natasha Soldier. And Bucky. She couldn't get that. No. Nope. <laughs> she no. still can kind of half get it uh, yeah I but might, it's not I might the same it. as natasha yeah, classic yeah it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay and now Maybe she couldn't get stilt man i might get stilt man though there's hope for me yet so yeah can you imagine mbaku on a team with all these z-rated villains That's and then stilt man on top of it i love z-rated heroes yeah led by misty knight 
And are you familiar with Misty Knight at all? I think you've mentioned it a couple, maybe she's, in passing. Yeah, she's the uh, she's the woman with the bionic arm in Luke Cage. God, yeah, yes. that's Misty. Yes, Knight. yes, yes. She's yes. dope. I love her. Um, and so yeah, they went up against Purple Man's crew. Who <laughs> his villains were more sea level, which is kind of like messed up because um, they're also really sad and funny but his team consisted of avalanche deathstalker headhunter scourge the shocker bushmaster um bombshell and tiger shark <laughs> <laughs> so these yeah you know aside like i mean even shocker he's still b rated c rated d rated character but they were all you know these opposing teams were going head to head against each other and so yeah I, i'm curious to see if if they are gonna if he's gonna flip the script in any way is he gonna stay course and of course this this leads into the the fact that they have lost their leading man mm -hmm. right so what what effect has that has that really made on on the black panther franchise and i even saw like a, a an article today or a, a post today i think it was i don't know if it was ryan coogler or a, a producer but that they said that initially black panther was supposed to tackle the the issues left after endgame right and that t'challa had name more the producer oh it Namor, was it was Namor. Yes, okay said that. i was like namor oh <laughs> oh oh namor <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he said or oh no oh i'm sorry it was i think it was coogler too oh really yeah because they've been doing yeah. but yeah coogler yeah. said that this sequel was supposed to be exploring yeah um, T'Challa's like grief and loss yeah. during while he was snapped and yeah yeah because again like I, and I think they said that's in the post like five years for a king just gone like what does the land turn into what does it and you know I know you haven't seen Sandman right but there's a similar scenario in Sandman like he, oh, no, he's yeah. he's held captive for like I don't know 25 years or something Jeez. and and he was the king of his kingdom so to speak yeah. And when he came back, it was in shambles and all of, you know, like his his primary, you know, immediates all fled or they went rogue. And, and so I could see that similar situation happening with Wakanda. And yeah. maybe that would have been the turning point for somebody like M'Baku and then get that throne like he wanted to, you know, like I wonder how different it could have been. Yeah. And I still think Namor gets introduced like while that all that turmoil is going on mm. and then boom, like. Namor comes in and tries to take over yeah. while while they're in like despair. And then now Interesting. that's when T'Challa has another like character growth moment of like, right. okay, like I need to, you know, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Oof. Super. Yeah. It's going to be very, super very sad. Cause yeah. And you know, and we've followed this for the last two years, um, even in, in the wake of, uh, of Chadwick's passing that, the immediate like you know people were worried they're like oh this movie's gonna oh, i don't know because like they were rewriting they were stopping they were they were continuing filming stopping filming again i know yeah people, people were leaving. all those all those leaks were yeah yeah, coming yeah. Out. yeah yeah exactly and daniel kulia is even not returning because he the the scheduling conflict scheduling you know? yes so uh so yeah it's 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 gonna be wild to see how that impacts everything but Hopefully he will still, you know, Mbaku himself will still be on the right of the uh, the good guys, so to speak. Um, and now we'll we'll go ahead and and swerve on over to family, friends, and affiliations. Um, so in the books, uh, he doesn't have much of family. They they've peppered in a few cousins here and there, but no no talk of like parents or or a broader family, children, whatever. He's very like 
again, he's got a specific role in the books. He's just a villain. And so they don't really expand on him too much, which is almost a shame. Mm -hmm. But um, in the comics, he does have a brother named Mandla. Um, and he took the mantle of Manape during M'Baku's death. And I believe this is the Moreland death. So the, the essence uh. was, the totem was eaten <laughs> and he couldn't have his powers and all that. But he came back. Um, but his brother, unfortunately, was not as lucky. He arrived one issue and literally the next issue he was dead. He was killed off. Pain. <laughs> yeah. And so um, as a result, there is no MCU counterpart, I think, because they're just, I don't know, maybe they just don't feel the need to create one. Um, but there is a character in the MCU that has the same first name that is also Mandla. Um, it's a character named Mandla Gaduka, mm. who appeared in Age of Ultron, ah. portrayed by Johannesburg Onlooker. So pretty sure they don't have anything in common looking at a picture of the character. He's pretty civilized, pretty westernized. Doesn't look like he came from Wakanda whatsoever, but... Got it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then another character uh, that, that, that I wanted to mention was uh, Queen Divine Justice, a.k.a. Shantae Brown, uh, who is his cousin, M'Baku's cousin. Um, now, Queen is kind of interesting because she was born, say, Athauna Asira Davin. And so Queen has a comic book origin similar to that of the MCU Eric Killmonger. And so she was originally born in Wakanda, but then raised in Chicago, in America. Oh. And her up her her origin was completely fabricated. They were like, oh, this is your grandmother from Wakanda. Uh, your grandmother. You're just going to stay with her. It was not, they weren't related at all. She was just a Wakandan spy of some sort. The grandma was. Oh. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Queen comes into her, she, she comes into her um, roots and she realizes, oh, I'm from Wakanda. I'm of the Wakandan people. Oh, I should be royalty. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, she, she kind of weaves in and out. She's kind of like an anti-hero, probably more villain. Um, but again, there's no MCU counterpart. Whether or not they're even going to expand on her, I don't know. They've yeah. already they've already played that card, right? Like, yeah. Killmonger got that head to toe, and it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, we've yet to see her in the MCU if they even decide to bring her in. Um, but yeah, like you know, Mbaku himself has mentioned children in the film, but it was kind of a joke because <laughs> he was like he was like do not speak i'll feed you to my children yes <laughs> right yes. and so it's like you almost don't know if he actually has children but probably maybe, maybe. Yeah. i mean you know yeah. at the end of the day he's still like you know the secondary character of yeah. like the movie yeah but yes yeah. he is important he's very yeah um so it'll be interesting to see if they introduce more family aside the tribesmen in in the uh the white gorilla tribe um which, for the record, they do, <laughs> in the comics, they call them cults. They're really heavy on cults. Okay. So I don't know if it's a something from the 60s going into the 70s, but they called them the Black Panther cult, the White Gorilla cult. Mm -hmm. These have all been updated to tribe for obvious reasons, perhaps. But um, so, you know, while, while M'Baku himself has friends and, and, and affiliations, very few, he has been in a few notable teams. And so, like I mentioned, the villains for hire. Um, he was also, uh, his, his like, confidants, if you will, include Malice, a.k.a. Nakia, because hmm. Nakia isn't necessarily a great character or a good character in the comics as well. She's got a pretty shady background. 
um, <laughs> a, char- a character named Baron Macab, um, not not no relation to Baron Zemo. Um, Masters of Evil, the Lethal Legion, and again, my favorite Z-list villain, Stiltman, as well as his female counterpart. No, Lady Stiltman. There's a lady, <laughs> and she likes to be called Lady Stiltman. Like, I think it was in Baku. Is that He's, counterintuitive? It's so bizarre. <laughs> I was like, this is the night. It's in a 90s character, right? Like yes. They, again, it's like one of those tropes where they're like, let's make a lady one. And so they made a lady stilt man. And I think it's in Baku. He says he called her lady. Like, he called her like stilt woman. And he was like, wait, lady, are you stilt woman? And then she's like, no, I'm stilt man. And he's like, lady stilt man? And they just run with it. Her name is Lady Stiltman. <laughs> and she has the same powers. Same powers. Just a just, just lady. Just on, stel- on stilts. Stilt. Yeah. This Stiltman, man. All this hype you're, you're bringing upon this hero, <laughs> they got to make it happen. Did, did, I, did I tell you, for the record, I think it was this last summer at, at Comic-Con, they revealed one of those... Marvel, you know the Marvel Legends, right? Yeah. The toys. Yeah. Sometimes they have a build a figure. Uh huh. Oh no. Oh yeah. Wow. One of the new ones is Stiltman. I hope what they do with Stiltman <laughs> in the MCU is yeah. what they did with um, Brad Pitt in Deadpool. Too. Oh my God, where it's just like a sick cameo. It's just, it's like the most famous person you can think of that. Can you imagine if that's Tom Cruise's one role <laughs> <laughs> in the MCU? Is a two-second cameo, or if it's just like Leo DiCaprio on freaking stilts? Because oh you God. know, like as much as I love Leo as an actor, yeah, I don't see him in no. the MCU ever at all. No, same for whatever any role, whatever yeah. whatever role you think fits him perfectly. Yeah, no, I don't want to see him in the MCU. So put that guy on stilts. <laughs> let let him come in and go out a legend. I need, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of legends, I need to show you this figure because, like, to get the base, the base parts for him, you have to buy like eight figures, Jeez. at least eight. If you really want to go like the long haul and get like a traditional stilt man, you got to buy like twelve. Um, I would never do it, but it is hilarious. Oh yeah, let 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 an A list actor and he comes with a briefcase. Just <laughs> let an A list actor just come in and give a five second oh cameo and then die after. I love it. Yes, yeah. please. Uh, and so yes, so Mbaku fraternizes with both Stiltman and Lady Stiltman, and I just put on my notes L O O O L because it's my favorite thing to talk about um and then yeah aside aside the teams and his family uh he just has that friend Ngamo who is the dwarfsman uh his his hype boy no MCU counterpart for that guy um though it'd be very interesting to see um but you know as I previously mentioned I wanted to take this opportunity to discuss and further expand on the Wakandan tribes themselves which we've barely barely been introduced to in the films so um but first pop quiz oh no very quick without scrolling down can you name all six of the tribes of the tribes oh god it's always the the most mon- <laughs> like the most subtle like <laughs> facts that i don't pay attention to ah. gosh so there are six i don't even know because I'm, i was just so engulfed in the in the story that I don't... Oh, yeah. man. I've, I've, Jabari. Okay, Jabari. The Jabari. The Jabari are one. 
I don't even. I can't even know that. You can do this. And I'm not gonna. I've like, just men- I've just mentioned like half of them, if not more. No, the yes. whiskey was. You know. <laughs> I mean, you down that last that last portion pretty quick, bro. <laughs> uh, what kind? Of try tries? it. Just try it. See. See. We'll give you ten seconds. Jabari. And- Jabari. Oh no. Blanking no? hard, You're blanking. hard, hard, <laughs> super hard. Ah, okay. You're going to kick yourself. Super but hard. I'm going to go in the order in Wait, which they're... Wait, is it Mal- Dora Milaje? No. No, they're just, I, oh, that's the Kingsguard. Duh. They're Kingsguards, yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I did want to note, speaking of them, I do, I do not have them on here. Because they completely deserve their own episode. I was going to say, that's going to... We're going to probably... We're going to talk about them. Yeah. Um, but I will... I will introduce these tribes in the order in which they were introduced in the film. So, if you will, think about the scene where uh, T'Challa, Prince T'Challa, is on the the mountain ridge edge river thing. And um, the priest is, you know, calling upon all the tribes to see if anybody is willing to take the challenge. And so... The first introduces the merchant tribe. Okay. And so this is the interesting thing. They they don't have like the the Jabari, right? Yeah. They don't have or at least have not revealed the names of these tribes aside what they do. Uh, right? It's yes. interesting. Yeah. That they're they are the Jabari tribe, the royal family. Royal, okay. And then the other four are all known for what they do. Okay. So I, I thought that was very interesting. I'm not sure what's going on, but so the first tribe is the merchant tribe. The representing member of that tribe is the tribe elder portrayed by Dorothy Steele. Does not have an actual name in the first film. Hopefully she does in the second. Um, and the, the merchant tribe, I believe they're the ones wearing the red. Um, they're inspired by the Turareg people of the Saharan and Sahelian regions of Africa. Mm-hmm. So again, all these tribes are actually inspired or have derivatives from existing tribes of Africa. So that's also something that makes this film and also its characters so powerful that it's really like pulling in the history of of real life, right? It's yeah. not all fiction, so to speak. And then the second tribe introduced is the border tribe, and its representing member is Wakabi, portrayed by Daniel Kulia. Yeah. Um, and they are inspired by the Lesotho people, and so it's more or less the clothing and the hut architecture. And so um, the border tribe themselves are the ones that are typically in blue. They have yes. wood, wood accents on their on their outfits, I believe. And then like Daniel Kulia, Wakabi himself has like the darts in his face. Yes. That are very similar to Killmonger's body trophy darts <laughs> and then they also um they also raise uh and breed the white rhinoc- rhinoceroses oh that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. the rhinos oh they're so beautiful love uh-huh. them um and then so by proxy you uh you know okoye is also part of the border tribe but she has been pulled in and inducted into the dora malaje Mm-hmm. So, um, then there's the river tribe. Uh, they're the third introduced. Representing member is Nakia, uh, portrayed by Lupita Nyong'o. Um, and the river tribe, uh, you know, they're, they wear the green. Again, like, we were introduced to the lot of them when just before the coronation. And again, that's that's the scene that I was thinking of. I was, you know, before we started recording, 
I mentioned like, oh, you know, this is an obvious tie-in to Namor and the people of Atlantean, right? Like, because the river tribe, mm. like they reside on water, all those things, like even the way that the Dormelage, when they stomp their spears on the boat, it creates the echo, like the the raid, the ripple yes. beneath the water to activate the technology, right? So it's like, duh, all these elements are here. Like, of oh course, my gosh. right? Like, imagine, like, what is that all? How does that all play into Namor and his people? But, uh, but yes, the river people themselves, um, they they have influences from the Suri and M- Mercy tribes of Ethiopia. Um, and then there's the mining tribe, the fourth introduced. The representing member is a tribe or, tribe elder as well, um, portrayed by Connie Chiume. Um, their influencers are from the Himba and Maasai people of East Africa. Uh, and then there's the Golden Tribe, oh, so which yeah. is the royal family. Uh, so they never call them the Golden Family, the royal, Golden Tribe. Yeah. Or the Black Panther cult, like none of that. It's yeah. just the royal family, um, known as the Golden Golden or Panther Tribe, formed by rel- uh, relatives and heirs of Bashenga, who is who was the first to possess the power of Bast. So it's the very first Wakandan um, king who ate the herb and all that good stuff. Um, and so they're all descendants. And so I believe they talked about him in the first movie and he might be in the second movie. I don't mm. know, something like that. I don't know. I think I saw a spoiler. <laughs> 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 but Bashenga is, you know, and I they, they also use his name in other parts in the film and I can't remember where at the moment, but they pay tribute to him very well. And then, of course, the Jabari, um, who were talking about now and oh this is the quote that he said so i wrote down the quote and um i think it's during i think it's during the coronation challenge uh-huh. and he looks to shuri and imbaku says technological advancements handled by tradition um by a child handled by a child so he like directly is like i am not about what your people are doing you have to revert and go back to the old ways. Um, and in the films, they worship the gorilla god Hanuman. Um, and they're the only tribe that do not worship Bast. Mm. So again, we don't know any of the reason why. Yeah. They've not explained it yet. Who knows? Just different, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just nice. leaving it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so while we're... On the Jabari, I wanted to talk about the comic book counterpart, of course. Um, again, known as the White Gorilla Cult, the Jabari worship Gek, or Gula, the ape god in the comics. Mm. I think we talked about Gek very, very little um, in the Black Panther episode itself. Yeah. Um, but the cult is a region, uh, is a religion banished from Wakandan society, but they're, they're, they still practice among their lone tribe. Um, ultimately cornering their people into ostracized lifestyles. So their choices have essentially removed them from society, quote unquote. And um, in the comics, it's so severe that some are even put to death for not worshiping Bast and instead worshiping Gek, which is kind of severe. Mm. <laughs> but that's that's how they wrote it. You know, it's yeah. much more, again, much more severe. They were much more at odds than they are in the film. Um, and then meanwhile, historically, Gek is a Baal um, deity 
So the Ball people of Africa are people who live in what is now present-day Ghana and the Ivory Coast of West Africa. And so Ball, you know, Gek is a Ball deity, and it's very similar to that of um, Hanuman, who is derivative of Indian religion. Mm. So they're pulling in different, different, uh, you know, like territories now and different deities. Um, where, you know, Hanuman is a Hindu god depicted as a humanoid monkey or an ape. And so I wanted to to touch on this because I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Jeff. Um, I kind of remember rumblings about it back in the day. But in the in the coronation challenge, M'Baku, when he's in right before they start fighting. Yeah. He says to T'Challa, he, he says, glory to Hanuman. And yes. he turns around and then he puts on the mask and they start fighting, yeah. right? And so in India, the central board of film bleeped out this line from the movie. Which 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 place? The India. Oh wow. They bleeped it out. Wow. Because it's essentially he's like praising to the Hindu ape god. Wow. And they were like, no, 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 no. Oh my god. And they took it out of the film. And so I went a little deeper into finding out like I get it, you know, India and their religion, they the Hinduism is it's you know, it's a different it's a different thing, right? Yeah. And so and so Hanuman is identified as the Jabari's gorilla de- deity. Mm-hmm. Um their equivalent of the panther goddess past, but historically um is featured prominently throughout the Sanskrit epic Ramayana, one of two important epics in Hinduism. So Hanuman comes from this tale that is so so very important in Hinduism. And so for it's it's kind of strange that I don't know, not strange, but even though it's not necessarily the same god, <laughs> Indian audiences were not allowed to watch or hear him say that. Yeah. Because it's almost like they're they're not that they're forcing it upon them, but like but it's promoting. Promoting in a yeah, way, yeah. Exactly. And so that was not okay. So it's that, I, that was unexpected. I didn't. I didn't think I would find anything that was remotely um, a divisive of this film, but apparently <laughs> they did something. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, and of course, the the interesting thing about it all is that you know, again, Ramayana comes is a Sanskrit epic, and so for those of you who don't know, an epic poem is a lengthy narrative poem, typically about extraordinary deeds of extraordinary characters who in dealings with gods or other superhuman forces gave shape to their mortal universe for their descendants. So, yeah. So it's like all these little nuances that they are indeed pulling from other bits of religion and then pulling them into the Wakandan tribe beliefs and all that stuff. So it's not an exact derivative, but it does make sense. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense. So, um, that alone, the, the the definition of an epic reminds me very much of not only, like, of course, the superhero lore, but Wakandan people in particular. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it very much sounds like something like, like that the tribe wants to pass down this gift from Bast yeah. through their lineage, and they want they're more or less normal human beings that then are tested with superhuman prowess in some mm-hmm. way. It's pretty cool. It's pretty philosophical stuff. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, funny thing is, M'Baku, no love interest. None. Wow. Not even one. 
not no interest whatsoever in the deepest in the deepest darkest of like research you bet you did yeah nothing nothing he's always he he went after i believe he went after i mean you know like the green goblin effect right he always went after peter parker's girlfriends (laughs) right (laughs) but he himself never had really never had a love interest except for harry osborne's mother right so the same is almost with M'Baku. Like he he may not have any romantic links, but he would almost always go after T'Challa's women. <laughs> so he went after one in particular who was, I believe, Monica. Um, oh, okay. And yeah. What a dog. Yeah, that was before I think. Uh, that was before Nakia threw her out of a plane. Oh. Um, oh <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember I that. I can't have him. You can't have him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that, that's pretty much it. So no love, love interest for this character. And again, we don't see that in the film. Whether or not he has children, whether or not there is a wife involved, we have not yet seen. Hopefully, we get some answers in Wakanda Forever. But as far as other versions and in other media is concerned, I did want to note that M'Baku will be at Avengers Campus celebrating the sequel beginning November 11th through January 8th, 2023. And not only can you like meet M'Baku and take pictures with M'Baku and all that stuff, but they're going to have a whole bunch of Wakanda Forever like food and drinks and beverages inspired by the film. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) go. I can't wait. Um, and then they like announced Happy Meals. Did you see that? I didn't see that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the oh Wakanda Forever Happy per- Meals are coming. What is the marketing yeah. budget Woo! for these Marvel for the big Marvel yeah. movies? And they have Holy like a, crap! A Lexus and a Wakanda Forever Lexus. That's a, that's a, par- that's a partnership. Yeah, it's a partnership. Because yeah. that was the first partnership from the yeah. first movie, still too. Oh, was it really? Yeah, they, they, had, they had Lexus cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, we're 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 getting all the good stuff. It's coming, and so. That leaves us with the future of the character in the MCU. So, I mean, obviously we'll know in a few short days when the movie drops for the general public what actually happens to this character. But we did get a listener comment from Instagram, Vibranium Queen. His growth in Black Panther was amazing and T'Challa had a big hand in that. I love that so much, which, hell yeah, same Hard same. Yeah, it's crazy because you only see him in the beginning of the film. Yep. And then you and then the end of the film, and the that's it. But mm-hmm. he had such a you know, a lasting impact. And then even in Infinity it, War yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, good on the writing and then also good on Winston Duke for, I know. <laughs> you know, creating a, creating a character <laughs> that's just like, oh, yeah. Such a king. I love and him. I'm going to quote this here because I said this on, I think I said this in a mini Marvel or yeah. something. Um, when they did, when they're promoting Infinity War, they were doing the BuzzFeed reading dirty tweets about themselves. Oh, yeah. And then the one the that tweet. Winston Duke read was Mbaku can blow my back out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and he was so doing I, it with, he was doing it with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Oh and they were like, whoa. <laughs> we got to drop that in. Oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, drop that in for sure. Amazing. Mbaku could blow my back out if he wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm excited to see what more of M'Baku we're going to get. I'm Hopefully more. so excited for... I don't know if I'm actually emotionally prepared for Wakanda no, forever. No, I, I, I 100% <laughs> I am not. I, yeah. No, for sure. Like like I said, like yeah. just watching one scene made me cry. I was yeah. like, dude... And I, that's exactly why I didn't put on the whole movie, right? Because I knew I would start crying from start to, from start to finish. Yeah. And so the fact that I, I started crying during a scene that isn't even that emotional... 
I was like, dude, I'm going to be so wrecked when the movie comes out. I'm going to be sopping mess. I know. If I watch it with Sam she, and she sees me just tearing up, she's going to be like, are you crying <laughs> right now? I'd be like, you have no, no. idea. <laughs> you just say what Joel says. You have no idea what loss is. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And again, like, you know, I think, I think we've said this before. It's just that the fact that they're also integrating the real life loss into the film like it's not just that's so tough man it's so i know angela bassett's acting her butt off in this film i don't gotta like watch it yeah i know she is (laughs) she's incredible she better like she better get nominated for an oscar for her performance in this because i can tell she's like going through it in this movie for sure oh i can't wait it's gonna be very emotional so if you don't have your tickets please get your tickets now go see the movie when it comes out um i'm gonna do my back-to-back I'm gonna see it on Thursday. I'm gonna see it again on Friday. So I'm gonna be a, a mess, yeah. <laughs> a big old mess. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with Mbaku. And then, of course, almost was. Um, this was kind of interesting, uh, you know, because I'm reading this now. This yeah. is hilarious. Die. <laughs> what? Just the 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 third name, the second name. Yes. How you pronounce it. <laughs> I'm gonna, you let you handle, do it. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you handle that one. <laughs> well, you know the crazy thing is, is I can I can usually pronounce that name without even having the phonetic. Oh. I just put it there just in case I forget. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so it. much more oh, yeah. complex. But fan casts did include Sterling K. Brown, who ended up playing Eric Killmonger's father. What, was it father? Yeah, in the first film. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So yes. he was. Uh, I can't. What was his? Uh, do you remember his name? Oh no! Oh no! Sterling Brown, <laughs> who played Prince Jobu, mm-hmm. um, in in the first film. So he was he was fan casted as Mbaku when when the film started coming together, and then of course Adewale Akinoye Abagaje. See, Abagaje. That was good. I did that without looking at the phonetic. So I put the phonetic for him. That was good. Because I do love Adwali. Um, But Adwali, of course, known for his roles in Thor Dark World and Suicide Squad. (laughs) Um, As well as Michael Shaw, who ended up playing Corvus Glaive in Infinity War and Mm. Endgame. Yeah, he would have been interesting as Bucky Barnes goes crazy in the background. Excuse us. And Mustafa Shakir, who... Oh my gosh, if you didn't watch Cowboy Bebop, like 99% of humanity, I did. And Mustafa was so good in Cowboy Bebop. He played the character Jet Black, uh-huh. who was truly one of the anime icons of the, the millennium, <laughs> the turn of the, the century. Um, and he was so fantastic at, at that role. I think he carried the show yeah. more than anybody else did. Uh-huh. And... He would have been interesting to see, not as M'Baku, but just but in these films in general. Sure, you know. Um, and then of course, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second, yeah, Black Manta in Aquaman was reported only shortlisted before ultimately losing the role to Winston Duke. Wow! So the fact that he is now. Wonder, Wonder Man, Man is right. interesting. Maybe they were like, something, hmm. maybe there's something else. They're like, okay, yeah. we're gonna keep him in our back pocket. Yeah, that's kind of cool. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, 
Um, and so for suggested reading, you know, again, like this character has been in and out of the books. Uh, he is a sideline. He is like maybe a panel or two in many, 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 many comics. So if you want to see more of Umbaku, I would suggest uh, checking out Villains for Hire. <laughs> it's a slapsticky, more mo modern villain book, um, as I mentioned with Stiltman et al. Um, but it does go without saying. Reading various volumes of Black Panther are highly recommended. Um, and I'll point out Black Panther Long Live the King in particular, as well as the more modern runs released in the last decade or so, like 2009. Um, the ones with Shuri as Black Panther are, are, uh -huh. are good ones to, to read um, uh -huh. with M'Baku in it. Um, but that is the end of the show. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I kept like going back to like, like <laughs> what, like, like what else is there about him? I was like, oh wow, he didn't have that much screen time. Like he did. In Black Panther. That's it. And Endgame Limited and Infinity War. Limited screen time yeah. in Infinity War and in Endgame. Yeah. Just and enough to show that he was there. Yeah. And he was present. And even then, you're so happy to see him. Yeah, but he made <laughs> like, such like, an impact. Like he, like I still remember like on that Endgame fight sequence where yeah. all the heroes are there. Like yeah. he, you hear him yelling. Yeah. And running. Yeah. Keeping up with. Yeah. Like all of them. <laughs> well, you know, and even even on, and we do this every time, we're about to descend and then we're like, let's talk 10 more minutes about stuff in the movies. But I love that part where he's on that ridge, the hill in, in the sphere with Buck and with Cap and Natasha. Yes. And he starts doing the chant and everyone's doing the chant. Yeah. Oh, I heard that that was improv. Sounds, oh yes, I, I heard that too. I heard that was improv as well. Yeah. Which is incredible because it's, I mean, everybody does it now. Yeah. Everybody. Like, what was I at? I think I was at a screening for Black Panther. Oh, no, no, no. We, <laughs> I was at the Black Panther live in concert thing. Uh, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Were, yeah. And so that was the first time they ever had a Marvel movie with the live orchestra, right? Yes. And so there's the first fanfare. Oh, so, oh, so it was so incredible. Wait, wasn't, was, sorry, was Ludwig there? Yes. Yes. Yes, he was there. Um, Michael B. Jordan was there. That's right. Yeah, a few of them were there. And it was incredible because, like, I can't, I think it's when the Jabari come on screen and they started doing their chants. Everybody, Everybody did, did it. it. Wow. Everybody. And I was like, dude, that energy was unreal. All just doing the hoo ha, Yeah, is what? Do you know what he's saying? I for oh something I oh know. something about oh they I think Joe and Anthony Russo said something mm -hmm. about like what does it mean and then oh same thing with Ryan Coogler I, I think had brought it up too. Mm -hmm. I forget. I think something like I don't know. I don't know if it's in the realm of like fight charge or mm. something in Wakanda. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. So, well, T'Challa says Iambe, Iambe, which in Kosa yeah. means hold fast. Yeah. So hold fast. Powerful stuff. Super duper powerful stuff. And uh, yeah, again, it's so iconic to the character and you just feel the energy emanating off of him. But yeah. Yeah. Love, love the character. Love can't him. wait for more. Uh, yeah. Hope can't wait more. to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully one day with Stiltman. <laughs> and Lady Stiltman. <laughs> and Lady Stiltman. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, next episode. We we have not carved out our next episode yet. Oh, I know. Though I was I, thinking about this today, too. We're, we're getting close to another mini Marvel. Okay. Not quite yet, but if but you... close. Yeah, very close. So if there's a character you'd like to hear... Oh, actually, haha, 
Surprise, friend! Next episode is a mini Marvel. Oh, it is. Yes. So perfect. Um, oh, because we're going to be discussing yes uh, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever in full and spoiler fashion. Yep. Sorry. Hold on to your butts. But yeah, that'll be two and a half weeks after, uh, maybe four weeks after after the film has come out. So. Oh, that's right. It's free game. All it's right. It's going to be a month. Cool. But we will also have. We'll be on the tail end of the. Guardians Christmas special. Yes. So I totally slurred that, but I'm going to keep it in. Um, <laughs> but our next character study perhaps can be a guardian. It could be. I know we've been fiending for one. Yeah. We've only done. We've only done Star-Lord and right. we've only done Groot. And Groot, and yes. Groot, yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's time for another guardian or a Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we can totally <laughs> just break down Kevin yeah, Bacon. Yeah, the six, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon in the MCU. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Woo! A, we are Groot Salute to Melanie, Katie, Laura, Claire, Andrea, Nats, Robin, Joe Liz, Ariel, The Arachnard, Ed, Ashley, Tyler, Jenny, and Andrew. Follow us on social, S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Woo! It helps tons. Yes. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. And we will see you in the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye. Are you done? Uh, are, you, are, you, are you done? Could you give me and Vladimir a moment?